now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to the Seventh Rounders After Dark. John and Chad are here on this beautiful, rainy Tuesday night. Um, is it just rainy along the whole East Coast today? I think it is. Yeah, I think permanent it's been pouring rain. for hours, or it was pouring for hours. I might have stopped. Majestic. Um, it's been a wet one. It's been wet. Speaking of wet ones, the college basketball season was fantastic. It's come and gone in the blink of an eye. Um, is that where you wanted to start this, or where, what were you thinking? I threw a wrench I, at you. You I, look I, rattled. I, I'm comfortable with us starting with that, and I would like to congratulate the Kansas Jayhawks on a national not title. The, not, not the Kansas City Jayhawks. Did you see that Mark Emmert said that? No. You didn't see that? Mark Emmer on the uh, the podium, the stage, after the uh, after they won, he said, congratulations to the Kansas City Jayhawks. Really, really awkward moment. That guy stinks. Is there any good commissioner of major athletics? Um, I know he's a president, but, like, you put him up there. I'd put him in the same category as a figure as, as your Goodells, uh, your Batmans. Whoever the PGA Tour commissioner is is a joke. Manfred is horrible too. I mean, who's the worst? They're all bad. Man, I think Manfred's the worst. They're all horrible. Manfred's got to be the worst. Though. I mean, he, he he almost ruined the season here. Uh, when baseball's arguably in in probably the best spot it's been in, which we'll get to. And your Buffalo Sabers have taken a four two advantage against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. A live update: Peyton Krebs. And we're going to get to this, too, and I, we're already scattered. You know, these seventh-rounders after dark, they get, they kind of get all over the place with Chad and I at the helm here. Uh, Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs. This team's this team's a fucking juggernaut, Chad. Your Buffalo Sabres, we're looking at a – this team has got a lot of talent right now, and you're starting to see it. Donnie, Donnie Granato is a hell of a coach. Um, I think your Buffalo Sabres here, you know, next year we're, we're competing for the playoffs easily. Easily. I think we're two to three years away. We're going to be a, maybe from competing from, for a Stanley cup. We're, we're in the thick of the playoff race next year. Listen, I'm cautiously optimistic, but competing for the playoffs next year is pushing it. No, 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 it's not. We're going to be a very popular trendy sleeper pick. Probably like you're, 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 you know, Chad, have you been even watching this team recently? No, I follow along with the stats. I haven't watched a game in a while. I, I I guess my concern is I think you have good pieces. You you just don't have a superstar or anything close to that, which I think goes a long way. Now, I think I think the Eichel, tra- Eichel trade in the grand scheme of things um, is a good move. I really like Alex Tuck. I think he, you know whether it's first or second line, I think he's going to be very good. Uh, Peyton Krebs, n- I, I not sold on him yet. I think he'll be all right, but he's getting a chance to prove himself. Um, he's playing but very listen, well. The, they're, they're two like top rated guys. Neither of them are there. And that's uh, Will Power, who's at Michigan. And then um, uh, uh, Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn will be their best player. I'm just going to tell you that right now. 
for I don't free. Think you, I, think you, I don't think you've watched enough Sabres hockey. I'm Krebs, free Jack Quinn will be the best Krebs player. is going to be very – Krebs is already good. He's going to be very good. He's getting better every night. Uh, Quinn will be good. Pedereka is not up yet either. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll be good as well. We got guys. What'd you just call him? Pedereka? I don't know how to say anyone's name, dude. All these fucking consonants next to each other. Uh, Dylan Cousins is a good player. Tage Thompson has turned into actually low key a star. Um, he is, he is taking a huge leap this year. I know you and I were, uh, were like, what, what's, what is he doing last year? Um, they've, they wanted him caught last year. He has been unbelievable. You know, he's 31 goals this year. He's been excellent. Uh, Skinner's been steady. He's still got a, a contract way above what he should be making. Darlene, listen, Darlene, uh, power will be up next year. And then Matthias Samuelson has been extremely uh, promising over the last month or so. You had a good uh, a good defensive crop. Uh, I'm excited about the teams. I mean, for the love of God, a goalie, please. <laughs> We do need a goalie. Um, that's very, very, very true. Uh, we need some some youth at the goalie position. So that's a big piece. We can't realistically compete to win anything significant until uh, we have that. You can absolutely compete for a, a, a bottom wild card spot with the crop we have. You know, if they keep growing together, they're a very young team. Is it? Did you just make up a term for the NHL? The wild card. There's wild card. Isn't it just make or miss the playoffs? No, there's not like a wild card game, is there? There's two wild card slots in the NHL. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? I mean, we got to get you up to speed on your hockey immediately following recording tonight. But we can go back to college basketball. That's probably all (laughs) the hockey talk we're going to cover, honestly. We, uh, We ended up putting it here at the front of the episode. How do you feel about that? Boomerang. Um, I was taken aback by it. To be you honest. look incredibly rattled. I I do. Uh, I wasn't expecting the podcast to go this direction, but you know things get out of control when you I'll and tell I. You what, are... Sabers have not been eliminated from the the wild card for this season yet, Chad. You know we're only uh, twenty three games back. We're only twenty three games back. Um, you know we're getting down to it for sure. But a win over the Canes tonight would go a long way. Um, you know. The type of win that 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 can really jumpstart a team. The Canes, of course, are in first place. So good team. So John, I'm going to switch it up on you. This is a, a a quick hitter right here. Okay. This year's Kansas team played last year's Baylor's team. Who wins? I tell you what, dude. The Big Twelve back-to-back uh, champions. Good for them. I think last year's Baylor team would have won. I think that team was just so damn good. They were a well-oiled machine. Uh, Kansas, hell of a comeback last night. They, I honestly did not. Th- I, I I didn't think that that was going to happen. I think that's you know. I I don't think many probably would have expected a Kansas comeback. Some probably did. Um, but to to come all the way back and then win, you know, that's that was hell of a job by Bill Self at halftime to make the adjustments. Uh, you know, Hubert Davis, a great coach. They should sign him to a really fat contract for a long time. UNC, they got a good one there. Um, they, they, It's crazy that, you know, I was thinking about this, Chad, and I was thinking about it, and then it ended up happening that they lost the game. But, you know, we talked about, I think, you brought up this point, Baylor lost uh, right in their conference tournament last year. Um, 
UNC got ran out of the gym by Virginia Tech in in the what was it the semifinal of the ACC tournament, so they didn't play in the championship. You know, a little a couple days more rest, but I think it got them a, an opportunity to see where they needed to improve, where Virginia Tech take advantage of them. Because then you look in the tournament, I mean, they ran through everyone, they blew everyone out, it seemed like, or or, or were handedly winning the game every time. Um, UCLA game was a tight one, but they pulled away late. Uh, they just couldn't hang on against Kansas. Happens. Yeah, just another year where, I mean, there's so much unknown going into these tournaments. Um, you know, UNC, I can't I can't imagine many people had UNC in the title game, but I could be wrong. Um, but, John, so I currently, as it stands, I owe you $10. Okay. So do you know why? Yes. Okay. It was for our pick when we both picked um, five teams who would make it the farthest. Um, so just to recap, you had UConn, Arkansas, Wisconsin, Texas Tech, and Gonzaga. I had Ohio State, Murray State, UCLA, Kentucky, and Auburn. Um, your teams definitely made it farther. Awesome. Um, so you're up. Ten dollars. My question is, do you want to cash out right now, or do you want to double or nothing it um, later in the show? Great question. Double or nothing for sure. Um, you know, hell of a job. Great game. It turned out it's crazy. You know, you look back and you, you're, you know, Kentucky and Auburn. I haven't even thought about them. It feels like in like two years they lost so early, which was unbelievable. Uh Gonzaga, I was thinking about last night. Like, Jesus Christ, we even talked about Gonzaga since t- t- uh, before Ukraine was being invaded by Russia, it seems like. Um, you know, it's it's crazy how the the college, the March Madness, the tournament just kind of each weekend felt like years had passed almost. Maybe it's the day and age we live in. I just, think it's definitely the day and age we live in. There's a lot just, going on. There's just so much content every day you can consume with social media, dude, with everything going on all the time. Yeah. So much action-packed. Do you have any final, let's, as we wrap up this college basketball season, any finishing touches you want to put on there, John? Sprinkle in there? No, you know, thank you for a great year uh, to all involved, all 300-plus universities that competed. Um, excited for next season. It, you know, the Gamecocks have a big, big offseason here with the new coach. Um, a lot of the team is decommitted. We're going to get some bodies in there. We're running out of guys, practice squad guys. We're on reserves. We're going to need, like, the ace in there. I'm 26 soon. years old. Um, Two years, varsity. To, to end it with a little prediction. I'm in the best shape of my life. 2022. 20, what year is it? It's 2022. 2023 national champion. Who is it? Give me wow. Memphis. I'm going back to the well. <laughs> Memphis, wow. Um, You know what? I am going out west with UCLA. I think they're expected to return. Juzang, Tiger Campbell, Jock, I believe. They're, they're returning some key players. And if I'm wrong, um, if those guys are not returning, if they do go pro, uh, and I'm I'm pulling this knowledge from a John Rossian article I think I read this morning, um, I think they I think that they will have the juice 
you know, if Juzang and Tiger Campbell especially are back. Keep an eye on Syracuse, ladies and gentlemen. Keep an eye yeah. on the Orange. You think? Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, all right. Let's move on. Oh, also Texas Tech. I, I'm going to like them again. The Big 12's hot, so. Yeah. You know, they're all getting their shots in. Anyway. We move to Augusta, Georgia, and the man, the Masters tournament. Um, this is where the double or nothing comes into play. Um, Big we're, win we're gonna... for the Sabers. I'm gonna interrupt you. Big win for the Sabers. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Double or nothing. Let's do it. Um, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, we're gonna do a little snake draft, John and Chad. But for right now. The Masters is here. As of today, it is official. Eldrick Taunt Woods will be playing a 10.34 tee time Thursday morning. Soft conditions. Guys, I'm not ruling out a win. I'm not ruling out a win. He looks nimble. He looks spry. He knows this course. I'm not ruling out a win. Wow, are you are you gonna put your money where your mouth is? You're betting on it. Um, I well now I probably can. I had a bet in from four or five days ago. He will shoot under seventy four and a half in the first round. Take that one to the bank. Um, he's just too experienced here. Even if it's you know a little wet Thursday morning, he will not shoot worse than seventy three. I think his best day he'll shoot is on on Thursday. I, my only concern with Tiger is not his ability. It's his durability. Um, you know, He could crack. What is he? I, I've got to believe he's put himself through a, a strenuous rehab routine, you know, leading up to this after the surgery. But I, I, do, I do have concerns about the durability in Augusta and the Masters, the pressure of the moment. I, I, I am not doubting him by any means. That's my only concern. That's all it is. The I would stand love to see him win. I would fucking love to see him win. It'd be so awesome. I'm pumped for him. I'm pumped for the sports. Great. It's great for the weekend. You know, you come off March Madness. That's over. You can give me Tiger Woods a few days later. Let's do it. Why not? All right. Um, I would like to, you know, as we get into John and I, our snake draft, we're going to do. Um, let's do three golfers each snake draft. And it's just to- total earnings for the tournament. Whoever's higher wins. Simple to the point. Um, but I'm going to pull up the odds right now. And I'm just going to talk uh, the folks at home through, you know, my thinking, some guys to keep an eye on. Um, I'm not going to give out a winner because I just think it's this is just too hard to give you people just an outright winner. Um, but a-, a couple different directions I'm going with this. Um you know, Victor Hovland, I think, is going to win. Uh, he's currently plus 1,900. I think you can get pretty good value on him to place in the top 10. Um, that will be a a play for me uh, because I, I do think he can win. Uh, I think he's, you know, in terms of these guys that are, are going to be the face of the PGA Tour for the next decade plus, you know, it's it's Rom, it is, um, it's Morikawa and, and Hovland's right there. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, so I, I could see it happening this weekend. Um, another guy lower on the board, 
uh, is Tony Finau at plus 4,800. I also would place um, uh, a, a bet uh, for Finau to finish in the top 10. Uh, he has come off two of the last three years. He's finished in the top, I believe it's eight, at Augusta. Uh, he was, if you remember, the 2019 Masters. He was out in that final pairing with Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he can never get he can never get the big win. He just can never close on on the big one. No, no, and no. I mean, it just feels like it's coming. It feels like it's coming. It's just when. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and another guy that like same thing that John just said is Xander Shoffley, uh, plus 2,400. I mean. I like these top 10 bets. You know, Xander is a top 10 machine in majors. Um, and he's finished in the top 10 twice, two of the last three years as well uh, at Augusta. So I, that's another play I really like. Um, you know, but you have your betting fate. Rob is the favorite as he should be. He's the best player in the world. And quite frankly, it's not close at the moment. Um you know, the next couple, Justin Thomas is always going to be solid. Cam Smith's been playing really well this year. Don't know a ton about him. Then you have, you know, DJ, Scotty Scheffler, Spieth, Kepka, Rory. Um, so it's, listen, it's a loaded field. It's wide open. Um, but John, as the winner of our first leg of our bets, um, you get the option. Do you want the first pick or do you want the snake? Do you want the second and third picks? Second and third. Okay. I'll start it off and listen. I would be going against myself as a person if this wasn't the pick, but I will be selecting Tiger Woods first overall. Um, nothing really needs to be said. And I got to write these down. Messier needs to bring how, up the So, name. how many are we taking here? Um, how many do you want? I was thinking three total. Fine to do four. What do you want to do? I think we should do five. Five. Okay. And no, four, four is good. Yeah, four, right. A foursome, a foursome. We shouldn't exceed what, a, uh, you know, what you'd have on the golf course, right? Yeah. Do we want to put in any odd stipulations? Like one of our picks has to be plus 5,000. I think, five. yeah, one, one long shot. What, what were the odds you were saying? Sorry. Like plus 5,000. So that's in like the, the Adam Scott. Yeah. Fleetwood type range. Okay. And what, what odds are you looking at? Let me look at the same ones. Um, I have up. It's just like VegasInsider.com. It's a good one. Um, so you took Tiger. What are his odds right now? Is he over five thousand? He qualify for you? He's right at five thousand. Well, well, yeah. You know what? We'll let that qualify as your five thousand. And honestly, because you took that first overall, I think that is obviously the best option, right? Probably at those odds, you would think. Uh, Deschambeau is plus five thousand. Why is he plus 5,000? Must not be playing well recently. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to kick off my my pick with uh, John Rahm. I mean, why would I not um, if he's on the board? Thank you. Okay. And you have a, your next pick. Oh, that is correct. I would like to take Colin Morgan I think he's going to be very strong this week. I will be taking a future on him to win. Was he one of the ones that you said earlier? Um, I I, I, I didn't like. I I mentioned him in the sense that you know you look up the the face of the PGA Tour the next decade. It's it's Rom, it's Morikawa, uh, it's Hovland. You know, Morikawa is as good as it gets. Um, this course, 
you don't i mean it's long but you don't have to be extraordinarily long um so and and mark how isn't he's just great iron man he's just iron man. so sensual with the irons oh gets me going um it's just a ugh, put a nine iron in his hand man it's like hard to calm down i like that pick um so i am up for two or are we just we're just snaking from here yeah um I will be selecting Victor Hovland. No, you can take two. Snake it around. I don't care. Okay. Um, I will take Hovland, and I will take... This is tough, man. I think I'm going to go with... Xander. Two good picks. I will take Justin Thomas. And I guess I got to use my long shot now, right? Yeah. All right. So I have, hold on. So I have Rom, JT, Morikawa. And I'm going to go with my long shot is, hold on. I should have been ready for this. What's Zalatoris' odds? What are who? Zalatoris is... Too, he's probably too good. Of plus 3,500. Yeah, he's too good of odds. Um, Russell Henley, Adam Scott, Hatton, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood. Right, I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, I'm going to go with... Where'd you get your diploma, Max Homa? Love it. Love <laughs> pick. Where'd you get your diploma, Max Homa? I love that guy, dude. Would love to see him succeed. You know who else is a college national champion? Um, okay. My last pick will be Dustin Johnson. Um, I just can't leave him out there. Can't yeah. leave him out there. That's a good pick. All right. Summarize the teams here. I mean, these are some good teams, but obviously it's just two of us. These are elite teams. So John starts out with a duo of John Rahm and Kyle Morikawa. I mean, just, just hot. Imagine those two batting one, two. Uh, then you have your power hitter in Justin Thomas, and then you're you're rounding it out with more of a steals guy in Max Homa. Um, I'm putting I'm putting you know the big cat at one. Tigers leading off for me. I'm gonna follow it up with you know I think gonna be the winner of this thing, and that's Victor Hovland. Uh, then you follow it up with you know you know Mr. Steady in the three holes, Xander Shoffley, and then you you put that big boy in the four slot. You let him swing away, and that's Dustin Johnson. Love it, love it. I uh, there's a huge discrepancy I think between your 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 long shot pick and mine in terms of their likelihood and finishing place. So I'm gonna really need my big dogs to come out unless unless Mr. Home. I really took him because I like him. You know he's he's a funny guy. Um, I'm gonna watch the Sunday conversation with with him after this uh, recording for sure. I can't wait for the Masters. You know what I really like to bet during the Masters is those each day, and I'm gonna do this. Um, the three ball bets you bet on the the grouping, um, or I don't know even I guess the golfers probably aren't paired together, but it it'll pair three golfers up and give you odds, and usually all of them are plus odds. Those are fun bets. Those are especially like, if it's one of the featured groups. Yeah, the three ball bets are good, man. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it does. I think it. I think you are betting on the pairings. It's usually the three golfers that are paired together. Um. Typically, um, you know, 
I just kind of brought it up with our lineups. But speaking of lineups, the boys had their annual fantasy baseball drafts last night. Um, John loves his team, folks. I'll, I'll let him go in. You know, the team, I, I set out a plan in the draft uh, this year. You know, I briefly talked about it. I, I, I usually don't talk about it, but, uh, you know, you just call me all the time, and I was so excited for, uh, you know, college uh, or college fantasy baseball season that I, uh, you know. But we executed straight up, quite honestly. I wish I would do this in fantasy football. I need to give it further consideration next time probably, but, you know, we went pitcher heavy to start this year. We'll see what happens. Um just kind of was also looking best player available, trying to find some value. You know, you know how it goes. Um, we'll see what happens. How you you are on the opposite spectrum. You did not like your team. Yeah, it's you know, and people probably aren't going to understand because there's not many no. people out there that do or like fantasy baseball. But oh, oh yeah, um, I I just my rotation did not come together, did not come together the way I wanted it to. Um, you know, got a reliever pretty early and, you know, had the intention of following it up with another reliever and, uh, there was a run on relievers, so it didn't work out. Uh, so I was scrambling a bit. Um, but the board didn't fall the way you needed it to fall. See, it fell exactly as I did. The board couldn't have, have dropped into my lap in a better position than it did throughout the entire night. Um, you know, you measure a draft based on the amount of for me, there's the fist pumps and table slaps, man. I had a good mixture of both. I had a lot of fist pumps. I told you how how many how many how big is our roster? How many picks are there? Like twenty two? Uh twenty four. Twenty four? There's twenty four yeah. rock slots. Believe so. Well, um, let's just say like eighty at least eighty percent of the picks, I think. So like sixteen plus. Good fist pumps. Um, and then a few really, just really hardy table slaps. I was so excited, you know, when a couple guys fell as they needed them to fall. Um, so, so give us a name, John, just to, you know, it is, you know, baseball starts this week. So people may want to hear a few names. So, so give me a a name or two, your your favorite players you drafted. Uh, you know what? You asked me that question yesterday. I changed my answer. Julio Rodriguez outfielder for the Mariners here. Uh, number three prospect in baseball. He cracked the opening day roster. I need you folks to be on the lookout for a Julio Rodriguez. Um, he's being compared. I think it was, what was the thing I saw? Uh, it was pretty absurd. It was Juan Soto and someone else. Um, Chad, what do you know about Julio? Did you do much research on him? Julio is is a an outfielder that is I don't know much about his speed on the base paths, but I look at him as, I mean, a guy that, you know, maybe not this year, but will consistently be between probably 30 and 40 homers. Yeah. An improving Mariners team. So he's going to get RBIs. I, yeah. I, I'm assuming he's going to be like a, probably a 15 base uh, stolen base guy a year. Yeah. Um, and he's going to hit, you know, 280 to 300. So he's he's only 21. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network, said Julio Rodriguez to him is a is a mixture of Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto. That's how special he is. That's what he said. Um, you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of Julio Rodriguez film up until this spring, but I mean, he can he can hit the fuck out of the ball, and he is fast. He is athletic. He's a very good outfielder. He's going to play center field for them. Um, if 
five true five tool player. Kid's gonna be a stud. I'm very excited for him. I haven't had a keeper the last couple seasons, Chad. There's one that you can keep an eye on as a potential blossomer. Um, it's very exciting. Paul Goldschmidt quietly has been the best, one of the best basemen in baseball still for the last three seasons. I honestly didn't realize how steady he had. He's still been uh, with the Cardinals. He fell for some reason in the draft. I got him in the sixth round, like 75th overall. I know a lot of people, again, don't care. But those who are still listening probably are in the league. Um, he fell. He shouldn't have. Salvador Perez, I'm excited about, too. I've never had a I, – I, I haven't had an elite catcher since I had Buster Posey back in the day. That's back, a way back. seven, eight years ago, yeah. So, there, you know, there's a lot for – I'm ex- I got Scherzer, Nola, and Giolito to head my rotation. Beautiful. And then uh, Tarek Skubal for Detroit Tigers, I think, is a huge breakout starting pitching candidate. I'm excited for him. Okay. Um, trying to think a couple on my end. Um, you know, Wander Franco was a keeper for me, but, um, you know, similar to Julio Rodriguez, he's Wander's going into his first full season shortstop for Tampa Bay. Uh, he is 20 years old. Um, he is, he's the best way to put it is Juan Soto and that he doesn't, he had the lowest strikeout rate in the MLB last year, which is like really shouldn't be possible for a rookie. Um, and he's, he's like Soto, you know, he's going to be at right around a 25 to 30 Homer guy, uh, maybe squeaks up to 35. It'll be right around a hundred ribbies and a 300 average. It's not going to steal any bases. Um, so depending on the league format you play in, he's going to be really, really good. Um, so that's probably my favorite guy I have, um, you know, um, Cedric Mullins, you know, Baltimore only player with 30 homers and 30 steals last year. That's fun. That's neat. And then, uh, throw out there one more name, Logan Gilbert pitcher for, um, uh, Seattle. Yeah, has got a lot of young studs, dude. Yeah, I could get into the analytics of Logan Gilbert, but it just it it makes me very happy uh, that that XERA, that XFIP last year, were were X and all low whip. You know, I tell you what, I, while we're on the Mariners, Jared Kelnick went really late, and people forget he was like the top prospect last year. And yeah, he wasn't great, but why? I don't know why he went so late. And I was actually I couldn't take him because I already had two Mariners outfielders were my only two outfielders to start the draft. Uh, Hanniger and, and Rod. I could not take a third, dude. That would have been absurd. <laughs> that would have been silly. Uh, um, anything else? I mean, we're about done for this week's episode. I guess we could do quick MLB predictions. Uh, uh, give me an game. Give me an AL NL team and, uh, your world series champ. I'll, I'll give you a second. I'll go first. Uh, AL, I think, um, For me, it's between three teams in the AL. It's um, Tampa Bay, um, who's been really good the last few years. Um, it is Toronto. Uh, this is the year they they break out. Uh, they have Vladdy, Bo Bichette. Um, they're, they're so good. And then Houston, I think, is still going to be really good. Um, and, and give me the AL winners as the... I think it'll be Tampa Bay. Um, the NL side, it's it's going to be all Dodgers and it's going to be all um, Giants again. Um, but 
all as in the regular season because you also have the Braves, your reigning World Series champs. Um, but I think the Dodgers adding Freddie Freeman is massive. Uh, give me the Dodgers in the NL. And I think this is the year Tampa Bay breaks through and wins a World Series. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I actually did place a couple futures um, on Sunday. I'm back going back to the well in the AL. I'm all I like the Chicago White Sox. I just think they have so much firepower, really good rotation. Um, you know, they did not perform in the playoffs last year, unfortunately, but I think that losing experience could be good for them. I'm high on the the White Sox. And then in the NL, I'm going with a team in the division that you took, but different from you. Very trendy, you know, whatever pick. San Diego Padres, you know. The Rams did it in the NFL. Let's go back out to California. Let's say the Padres in the NL. Um, that'd be fun. Bob Melvin is their manager now. Former longtime A's manager. I think he's very, very, very good uh, on the bench. I think that'll be good for them. Um Interested to see what they do. They need Tatis to come back and stay healthy. That's obviously a big problem, but, you know, we'll see. I'm ready for baseball season, though. How are you feeling about the Yankees? They're not going to be good. No, not even worth discussing. They're, uh, no. Um, don't want to talk about them. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Last call? Are we on last call? Yeah. Okay. Um, NASCAR is still going. Uh, they go to... They're at Martinsville this weekend. Uh, short track. Um, not a lot to... Well, I guess John's guy we can provide an update on. He was... Not great this past weekend. Uh, he's been up and down. Uh, he's about what I thought he would be. Uh, he's going to be, you know, 10th to 13th in points, if I had to guess, this year. Uh, but with a win already in the Daytona 500, he's locked into the playoffs. Um, so, you know, a little not really changing in the guard, but there's some speed from these young guys this year uh, that you haven't seen in, you know, past years. Uh, so it's been fun so far. Um, very good. Very good. Um, I'll stick to motorsport for my last call. It's a good, I guess, you know, formula one's back this weekend in Australia, Melbourne. It's been very interesting this year through two races. Uh, Ferrari is very good. It's, it's exciting to be a Ferrari fan. I picked good, you know, off season to commit to them as, as a fan. Pretty happy about that decision at the moment. Um, we'll see what adjustments Mercedes makes. It's gonna be they're Red Bull Ferrari at this moment. Yeah, they're they're not looking great. So, uh, it's it's you know Haas, the American team who had no points last year. They've put up points in back to back races with Magnussen. What a time to be a Formula One fan! That it is insane that the sport is growing as rapidly as it has in America. I've never probably seen a sport grow so fast during yeah. my lifetime. Um, in such a short span of time. And then also uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix got announced since our last episode. 
that'll take place next year for the first uh, three years, I believe, they locked in. So that'll be insane on, on the Vegas Strip. That'll be the most expensive ticket in the country next year. I believe the Miami Grand Prix is the most expensive ticket in the country this year for their inaugural race in May. Um, it's crazy. Actually, real quick, I'll tell you. So I signed up for pre-sale access for the Miami Grand Prix uh, in the end of 2021. I was supposed to get like accessing in October, November time frame. And uh, they sold out before my window opened up. So I was like, ah, oh, it's a bummer. Um, and I've noticed, like I've known, it's been, it's very expensive on the resale markets and saints, thousands of dollars for everything. So then last weekend, uh, or last week, whenever this happened, they uh, emailed me. They're like, hey, we're we're opening up a new uh, pre-sale window. You're going to get exclusive access to like, grandstand seating. I guess they just created more seats. Um, probably threw in more bleachers than they, they initially planned for. So I'm excited, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. Even if I, I'm going to buy them, even if I don't go, I'll just resell them. Uh, so I get in, I get in my window, I get in the tickets, shockingly didn't think I would, they basically sold out every section and all there was available was these are bleacher seats, Chad, grandstand bleacher seats of one of like 20 turns. You barely see any of the race, truthfully, uh, like in front of you. And it's just like, it's like a NASCAR race, but it's like the tracks bigger. So you see less of it. Uh, you can't really see anything else other than what's in front of you because it's so large. How expensive do you think one seat was? Guess. Um, 200 bucks, 200 bucks, 1800 for one. My cart was like 7,300 bucks. I'm going to check out cart. Cause I, I had four selected. It's insane. Now it's for the whole weekend, but the race is only one day and it's like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So crazy. you didn't go through with it, right? No. Okay. No. Just making Horrible. sure. All right. Great. And with that, we sail off. Have a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.